Everybody loves everybody loves everybody loves to booty. Loves to booty. Loves to booty. Jam. Hi, Dr. Alna. Fresh from Brazil. Yes, I yes. missed you last week. Yeah, thanks for the pictures of you posing. Sorry, I mean I had to, like, just so you you can experience it through me. Thank you. That's Thank what you. it is. It I was lovely. just showing the world how beautiful Brazil is. <laughs> well, good for you. Thanks. Did Dr. you see Alma. her bum? That is, it's not that kind of a show. No, no but did you? <laughs> did you see her bum? I'll show you a picture that. of her bum. She sees my bum all the time. So yeah, she this is true as well. See it on, she sees know, more than your bum. Yes, exactly. Uh, you're not alone today. You brought uh, along Sonia Bonsack. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tando. Uh, Sonia is a life and uh, trauma coach. And today we're basically speaking about dealing with loss, especially um, within relationships or actually losing a partner. And Sonia, perhaps you want to get into how you became a life and trauma coach. Okay. Um, I experienced um, a massive loss in my life when I had a car accident with my fiance. Um, We were going to do the Otter Trail and we were all laughing in the car. It was five o'clock in the afternoon and a truck, the driver had fallen asleep and he barreled into us, killing two people in the car and Mm. the driver and myself survived. Um, So that was the end of a a very... uh, happy time of my life mm-hmm. and the beginning of a, a, a major trauma mm-hmm. and something I'd never ever experienced before and I just had to, I landed in this place and had to find my way out and it it was a, a massive, um, uh, very, very steep learning curve for me. I had to dig very, very deep mm. and it took many years for me to eventually come through. And how how do you move on from that? I mean, he was your fiance at the time, so That's there right. you are planning to start yes. a life yes. together. Yes, well, um, we'd planned to have a baby actually, mm-hmm. and I'd just gone off the pill, and um, and that was the incredible thing because two weeks after the accident, uh, I went to visit uh, Doctor Elna mm-hmm. and found out that I was pregnant. Sure, sure. So. Uh, a huge so very bittersweet almost very very bittersweet I, I had a part of him he he was the man of my of my dreams mm. at that time and to have him continue in my life through his child was was incredible and she's 14 now wow sure. yeah wow. And, and a lot like him uh, <laughs> but I mean I, you can imagine as a new mother and you had planned in your mind that this is a journey that you guys would embark on together That's and right. so how do you move on and now have to kind of take on this new challenge all by yourself well you have to you know there's no book there's no mm. nobody teaches you this stuff um i had m- massive support from my family which which i don't know if i could have come through without mm. them um and you know I, I i also am quite a spiritual person and i dug quite deep into that area not necessarily religious but spiritual um and so i found a lot of peace through through that eventually mm-hmm. um my personal belief is that he he didn't die and was gone forever yes. you know i i had a, i had quite a few messages from him that i believe were from him so that was sort of food for my soul and 
support helping me through this time. And, you know, in as much as it may be difficult or was difficult for you and maybe difficult for other women who have gone through uh, something similar, we've heard of stories of men who lose their wives while they are in labor. Um, and I think mm. it's it's great to have these conversations and perhaps we can open it up and you can share your story with us. 89 just, you know, kind of rebuilding your life, talking to a professional, kind of the avenues that one can take or one can go um, to kind of get back on the road and, and realize that this is not, in fact, the end. If you want to send us a WhatsApp, 82 It's Timothy DeMonk. It's called Every Day. So we are hanging out with Dr. Alna McIntosh and Sonia Bonsack. We're speaking steps of uh, getting over heartache, um, whether it be, you know, losing a partner, losing a baby, and a little bit later on, just to touch on abortions as well and getting over that. And um, how do you? I, I mean, people, obviously, you see someone. Is, is that the first step? Well, let me tell you how Sonia and I work together. Yes. Because I uh, see a lot of patients for pre-abortion, post-abortion counseling. I send all my post-abortion counselings to, to Sonia mm-hmm. because we do abortions in our clinic, but I feel the therapist has to be outside of the clinic when people do. So, so again, it's about loss. You know, after an abortion, people have had a loss, a mm-hmm. sense of loss. Often they lose their relationship as well as as the potential, the fetus. Mm-hmm. So, and a little bit of themselves, I imagine. Yeah, and so Sonia is is there not to shame people, not to blame, because there's so much shame and blame around abortion. It's about picking up the pieces and moving forwards. Mm. And I think, Sonia, you coming from a place of huge loss yourself uh, are great. I mean, a lot of the time you don't want to speak to someone because you're like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because you don't know what the hell I'm going through. Uh, but if you speak to someone who you know has gone through a similar, maybe even a worse pain than you have it kind of makes you feel like they perhaps have an understanding of where i come from natalie uh you can relate hello hi natalie hi there i just wanted to share a little bit of my story with you if you don't mind Mm. i I was also engaged um a number of years back i was engaged to a really a really lovely man but he was adopted he was an adopted guy and he had a lot of issues of his own which I tried very hard to help him with, but I didn't understand depression and all that at that time. But sadly, um, he actually passed away. He died in a car accident about five years after we were together. And prior to that, we wanted to actually also have a child together to maybe, I thought, could maybe help him with his issues. But that never happened because I was told I was going to menopause at 36. After he passed away, when he was only 36 years old, only then... That I realized what he actually was batting with his whole life because I was now in this big dark black hole and I didn't know how to get out. Mm. And it took me quite some time also to um, to work through it to try and get my life back in order. But it actually took me, believe it or not, it took me 10 years to realize that I actually couldn't do it on my own anymore. I actually had to have medication. Um, which I'm really not I'm not sad about because my life has totally changed since then. And um, I've now met a really nice man again, fortunately, after 11 years. And uh, there is always light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. even though it looks like a road that you just don't seem to think you'll ever get to the end of. Mm. Sure. Thank so, you. 
Yeah. So there's a, you know, and the thing, the biggest lesson, even, you know, the sad part that he passed away was I realized afterwards that depression is such a real thing mm. and it is such a, a terrible mental illness that people, if you don't experience it, if you don't really know about it, people do look at it as, um, you Snap know, out of stuff, it. you know, yeah. get over it. Mm. You know, all yeah. that kind of thing. And they don't realize how real it really mm. is. And mm. I think people look at you as being like weak if you're taking tablets, if you're on antidepressants, if you're going and seeing uh, somebody and, and chatting to somebody and that. And, and I think it's so easy to sit back and like look at it from a point of view if you've never been there before. And, and yeah, I, I don't know why people like always, it's, it's portrayed as being weak when you go and seek help. I think depression is, uh, and maybe you can come in here, uh, Sonia and Dr. Alna, is, is sort of misunderstood. Mm. So a lot of people see you as sort of wallowing in your sadness, almost a snap out of it. Uh, is it that people... Um, deal with trauma differently? So, for example, people who have probably been through similar or the same traumatic experiences could come out of them differently. Um, Tunda, what happens is that actually everybody deals with grief differently. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, such an individual personal experience, um, which is why the counseling or, or trauma coaching uh, recovery is so important. Because what a lot of people do is they just don't see anybody. They just suck it up. Yeah. They just think they can deal with it. They can cope with it. But actually, it comes out in all sorts of ways. It'll come out with um, you not functioning normally in your life anymore. You've you've changed completely. You're not going out. You're not being the person you used to be. And you, sometimes physical illness. Physically. People actually. Yeah. Because Natalie, it was Natalie, eh? mm-hmm. Natalie brought out a very good point. She was trying to be the therapist for her partner. Yes. And so often we think that. We, yeah. We're the rescuer. We become codependent. And then she says in the end, but you need help. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's also yeah. because sometimes by the time people get to you, yeah. you know, it's years later. Well, the thing is that that grief is not going to go away. Until you mm. deal with it, it's not going to go. And It'll that's what dormant. I want to get at. So there's some people who will sort of shy away from it, perhaps, yeah. you know, not engage with people. Then there's people that do quite the opposite, who sort of continue with their lives yeah. at an accelerated level, yeah. uh, just to sort of kind of forget about it. Well, they do. They try sugarcoat it. They try and cover it up. Mm. But actually, it never goes away. Mm. It's always there. And unless you deal with it. And then what happens is when other bad stuff happens in your life, it exacerbates mm. it. So, so it, just, it just doubles up on the, the grief that you originally um, that you originally went through. So it's really, really important to deal with it. People don't want to because it's really painful. Yeah. It's painful to go into that place. Mm. It's painful to dig deep, look at what happened. How, how, how can you um, meander through this maze of pain and, and find your way out on the other side? It's but people also minimize stuff sometimes because now there's somebody listening to you as she's driving a car and she thinks, well, I just broke up with my boyfriend, but it feels as if my heart is breaking. But, but you, is yours it really? died. Is, yeah. but, so we mustn't minimize our no. pain. So there's no, there's no better worse no, in, no, no, in, no, in no, other no, words. No, like, okay, I want us to touch on uh, abortions a little bit more and just, you know, getting over that trauma and even just coming to the decision that this is something that I want to do and also the misconceptions of seeing therapists or life and trauma coaches that's on the way of course if you've got any questions 089 11 
Actually, we're speaking so much more than just sexual health. We're also speaking about getting over heartache, getting over trauma, whether it be losing a child, losing a partner, and even abortion, how one moves forward from that. We actually got a WhatsApp saying, Hi there, uh, I'd like to tell you my story on abortion. I had an abortion almost two years ago. Uh, I just left the dad and lost my job, and my son was sickly, and I thought it was the right thing to do. Never went for counseling, and I was all right. I would think about it every now and uh, now and again and get over it until my son started seeing the baby strange i know she says but he kept saying uh to me booty is okay mommy and it took me a while to come back from that but i know that he forgives me and it makes it so much easier i don't know if you guys want to come in on on that um i guess this also comes down to your spiritual and your religious belief as to what happens i'm just hearing loss 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 she lost a job she lost her partner uh, what else? There was just yeah. a child was sick. She's probably worrying she's losing that child as well. Mm-hmm. And then the only way out for her is is an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in some ways, also remember, abortion's been legal for twenty one years in this country. It is a choice, but maybe it wasn't dealt with at the time. And so now we're almost picking up the pieces at the end because we can't go back to that and it's moving forward. So over to you, Sonia, because that is exactly what you do on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so she sounds like she's 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 not too... She's okay with it. Uh, um, it's just brought it up now because her son or her daughter seeing images of, mm-hmm. of, this, of this baby... Uh, um, so that's bringing the whole thing up for her again. Um, so, yeah, that sort of thing is, is going to happen. If it remains a problem, then she does need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, and that can happen in various ways. As I say, everybody grieves or deals with loss and, and trauma in a different way. So she needs to find her way. Um, I find around abortion um, is, is uh, journaling is amazing. In, in fact, in, in any loss, in any grief situation, to journal is, is a great way of, of getting stuff out because you're physically getting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that really helps. Uh, so like writing a letter maybe to yeah, the baby. absolutely. That's or a this, huge... Well, the fetus. There, there's so much guilt around abortion. So much... You, you, before the abortion happens, when, when the person finds out that they're pregnant, they have a very short time to make a very, very big decision mm-hmm. in their lives. And they, they're going to have all sorts of different stuff coming in. Family, friends, uh, their own religion, how they feel about this. Uh, a lot of people have have the sense that they're killing, uh, that there's a murder. Mm-hmm. It can be as, as 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 dreadful and frightening as that for for a lot of people. And it's not uncommon that w- women continue to, in their life to eventually actually take their own lives because of of having made that decision at some point in their lives. So I think it's really important that when they're making that decision is to write down why they're making that decision. I was actually going to ask, are there certain steps that one should take when coming to the decision of actually having an abortion? Yeah. What are these steps? So, well, you you need to be very clear, and and that's almost impossible, uh, unless you are clear, and if you are clear, you're generally fine. Bearing in mind that most people who have abortions are actually fine. Mm. They're fine. They, they're relieved they, and they move so on. They're so relieved. Absolutely yeah. relieved. And is that, you see, then some would wonder, 
should I feel bad for feeling relieved? Exactly. Then that sort of guilt can come yeah. in and that can hang around for as long as it needs to uh, until they've they've managed to get through that or, or, or in some cases they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case then ideally need to see somebody. Some people will not go and see somebody. There's because of shame and stigma. It, it, it still yeah. is, a, is yeah. a huge thing in South Africa. Yeah. Even like 20 years later and we still name and shame women. Doctors yeah. refuse to assist women. No, yeah. um, or doctors that do assist women still name and shame them. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a two-way stream. And for, for a young woman, for example, who's considering abortion and feels like it's a murder, what would you say to them? I call it the yes, no, and maybe list. And you literally have to sit down with your yes, no, and maybe list and talk to yourself five years from now and 30 years from now. Because whatever your decision is, 30 years later, you still have to, at this point in my life, this is why I'm making... The, if you have to justify it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often also important that, that when we um, when we talk to patients is to, to rather speak of a zygote when it's still an early pregnancy, an embryo, mm-hmm. and then a fetus later. So Because a lot of people just see this as a baby already. And, and to educate around that as well. Also to, to take the law into consideration. It is legal. It's a medical procedure to mm-hmm. look at it from that. Because it's not... Sonia's job or my job to to name and shame people is mm. to look at the situation where you're coming from and where you're going because we I always feel I'm in this person's life maybe for two weeks if they do have an abortion and they're in the clinic and we work with them but then they have to move on mm. whereas in therapy they might be with Sonia for a year or maybe just one session mm. and um, so there's no real hard or fast rules but you can't just have an abortion like our Minister of Health says. You women just use it as family planning, which I don't agree with because it's quite difficult to get one in this country. And, and if you've had one, you're not just going to continue yeah. having more. But um, you have to actually just sit down with, with your partner, with somebody and seriously look at your choices. And speaking of partner, a, a partner can also feel a great sense of loss when their partner has an abortion. So I want us to touch on that, on how you may, uh, men can also be affected emotionally uh, by having an abortion. Because in essence, also, is it a decision that both uh, make or is it just on the on the lady to decide if it's something that they want? That's on the way. And then, of course, your question still very much welcome. 0825. Five zero five one five one via WhatsApp. Here's music from Chad Simon. It's called Belief. Forty seven after eleven. Speaking sexual health and mental health really today with Dr. Alna and Sonia Bonsack. Uh, remember, if you've got young ones listening, you might want to keep them out of earshot. So we're speaking on the role that um, men have with the decision that comes with abortion, whether to have it or not. And we got a message via WhatsApp saying, it's a bit of a lengthy one. I, I wanted to shorten it, but I can't. It reads, Hi Tando, uh, want to stay anonymous. About two years ago, my ex got pregnant. Everything was fine. We're planning to get a house and start a life together. And then she did the unthinkable and had an abortion. And worst part is she tricked me into paying for it. She told me she was going to see a gynae. When I found out, I shut down like a computer that froze. I didn't speak to anyone for weeks. Then one day, my uncle sat down with me and just spoke to me about it and supported me through the whole process needless to say i broke it off with a then girlfriend because of that and now i've met my current girlfriend and future wife a couple of months after that um she also knows about it and understands what i've been through and i can't thank my family enough for what they've done for me so if anyone has been in the same situation it's a very difficult time in your life but get some moral support whether it's from family or friends or psychologists or therapists thanks for the great show i don't know if you guys want to add on that well what i want to say around that is that if if the the 
the people the two people do not agree on the abortion mm. um it's there's a great chance of the relationship breaking up which which in for the woman is then a double loss mm. um she's 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 lost a, a future uh, baby and 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 the future relationship and perhaps marriage and long term life that she that she uh, envisioned for herself um so it it's obviously brings up masses of of emotion and and uh um there's a story that I'd like to share about yes. uh somebody that I was seeing uh she was an older older lady she she I think she was uh, 39 at the time she was going out with uh, with somebody that, that she was very much in love with him and uh she had uh she'd fallen pregnant he then uh persuaded her uh not to not to have the baby and uh um she said well you know i'm 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 39 mm. I, i'm not going to have much chance and uh and he said don't worry we're going to get married we're going to have a life together as soon as i'm up on my feet we we will we'll go we'll try again um very very unwillingly and unhappily she went through with the process mm. uh, with the procedure and uh literally 2 3 days afterwards he broke up with her what yeah. sure yeah not all men are bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to go back to that because this person that sent in the, the WhatsApp, the, the message, mm. because we forget that there is actually two people. A woman does not fall yeah. pregnant by herself. So important to consider the man's opinion. I was going to say. His feelings, right. How, his emotions. Men suffer. Yeah. And not if, all men are running away. Mm. So, I mean, just trying to look at it from, say, this lady's perspective from the text mm. we got. What if she knew that he wanted to have a baby and she didn't? So in the fear of him saying, don't do it, she went and did it without disclosing. Sure, I just, all I can hear is trust issues. There yeah. Because... She, he, he, who's he going to trust going mm. forward? Because I'm telling you I'm going to the gynae when mm -hmm. I'm actually going mm. to. So I'll give me money for the gynae and I'm using it for an abortion. I mean, he was never going to agree on that. Here's no. another one saying, uh, my boyfriend made me abort our baby. He said I was trying to trap him. It's three years now. We're still together, but everything's changed. Feelings have changed. I feel only staying in this. I feel like I'm only staying in this relationship because of his family and my daughter. She's very attached to him. I don't know what to do. Well, yeah, the resentment can go both ways, you know, in, in that situation, it, that's a tricky one to heal. It's not impossible, but it, it's tricky because you, you, there's that deep resentment of something that you can't change. You so can't someone would back. then say, leave. Is that a, is that a too but rash it's not that easy because no. look what she says. I'm staying here because of my daughter. We mm. don't know if this is because of financial reasons. Because yeah. it's easy for women to say, get Just out. Just leave him. And yeah. we see this in abuse, mm. yeah, in abusive relationships. Yeah. Not everybody can just say, well, I am taking my big car with my big keys and there I go. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Uh, unemployment. I'm just curious, just from a curiosity point of view, what would you say, have we seen stats as to who uh, enforces the uh, abortion more? Is it? Would you say it's guys or, or the girls? Do we, do we have any kinds of stats so, like that? So women sign their consent. It's called the Choice Act of 1996. Yeah. But that's forced. So, that's so. Whoever she has to sign her own yeah. consent. So at the end of the day, if if a patient comes uh, to you and she's signing her consent, we are we know. are assuming that the, the, they all includes uh. they all okay. They're on the same page. Yeah. 
She's the one that has to go through with it. Yeah. You know, so if she's the one who wants the baby, she she has made the decision for various reasons to go actually go through with it. Whether regardless. it be she wanted to do it yeah. or somebody exactly. convinced her to do Parents it. Parents also play quite a big role in this, you know, just as a partner does, they can come down really hard on their daughters. I think that's a big one. Um, yeah. So let's maybe touch on that in a bit, just um, how parents can assist in, you know, helping a child make the decision and how, for example, parents will even feel hearing that your child had an abortion, perhaps they're against it, or hearing that the child is pregnant, perhaps they're against the child being pregnant to begin with. So we'll touch on that. We'll take more of your questions. We've only got about seven minutes left, so send those through. We still hang out with Dr. Elna McIntosh and uh, Sonia Bonsack, wrapping up our conversation around loss, around uh, abortion, and how to move forward um, after a great loss. Okay, so we've spoken about the role uh, a partner has. Let's touch on a little bit on the role parents have. And some may think it's a thing that will only affect you when you're a certain age. But there's some people who are of age, um, according to, I don't know, social um, terms to have a baby. But the parents feel like you're still too young or you're still our kid. Um, you should abort the child. Or um, I'm pregnant, I want to keep the child. And the parent, or you want to have an abortion. And the parents are like, no, you have to keep the child. Um, how do parents then come in in terms of influencing or not influencing people, young ladies, from having kids? So consent has to be signed by the pregnant person. And mm-hmm. whether that pregnant person is 12 or she can't have a tonsils out, the parents have to sign for that. But uh, the pregnant child teenager signs their own consent so again at the end of the day it's what does the pregnant woman want to do mm-hmm. um, so parents don't have to give permission but I feel very strongly about that there has to be an adult person helping this person make a decision because very young teenagers often romanticize pregnancy mm-hmm. things are going to be great I'm getting yeah. me a pram and well, so <laughs> th- you have to be realistic about that as well but this uh, um, you know, I want to send everybody to counseling, but not everybody goes. But mm. sometimes people do have a good support structure in their family that they can talk about things. I don't know your feelings, Sonia? Yeah, I think uh, you're absolutely right. Romanticizing a pregnancy is, is is typical for a young teenager or even a young adult. The realities are, are fierce. You know, there's the financial, there's the emotional, there's the, the physical aspects. There's so much to take into consideration. This is a long term. This is mm. for life. Um, that's why everything needs to be looked at um, when you are making a decision. And and if there is an adult, is there, if there is a, somebody who who can support and and assist in making that decision, it just makes the whole process easier for them. I've heard like stories of parents who are horrified to find out that you know their daughter is pregnant. But when the child eventually comes, they are the happiest. They're happy to be well, a it's grandmother. A that's right. right. And we don't know till yeah. the child is there. But there are children that go behind the backs and buy, and this is what we see, young people buying pills on the street, illegal abortions, young people putting their lives at risk. Mm-hmm. So it is important that that you go to a provider that is actually uh, a medical, accredited, all of those things. Yeah. Sonia, where do we find it, you? Well, <laughs> I, th- I think it's really important that every young teenager needs to have a go-to person. Mm. They need to have a mentor, whether that is their mother or father or or brother, sister, cousin. Or if the parent can put somebody in place for that teenager to go to, it's really important because where do they go? They go to their friends. Or they can come to you. Um, Well, they can come to me. (laughs) How do people get a hold of you, Sonia? Um, Okay, so my email address is b 
B-O-N-S at iAfrica.com. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm also on, on Elna's, uh, Dr. Elna's on my website. website. And uh, Justin, Safe Dr. Elna's. Uh, Delta, India, Sierra, Alpha. And icon.co.za. Nice. Awesome. Sonia, thank you so much for coming through and thank you for sharing your story with us. Really, it touched us. Dr. Alna, as always, we'll see you next week. No, no, I'm not coming next week. Public holiday. Well, what public holiday? Freedom Day. Freedom Day. So I'm going to be free there. Okay, then. Go on. Go on with your bad self. Thanks, Dr. Alna. Everybody loves everybody loves everybody loves to booty loves to booty loves to booty jam